the relationship between policyholders and insurance companies may not be what it appears. On the outer surface, it might seem like one of protection by insurance companies for the policyholder. An agreement is written up by the insurance company and signed by you, the insured. The policyholder believes this contract is written with their best interest in mind. However, the insurance company knows better because they have been drafting up these contracts and doing the same behaviors for generations. And this false perception of safety works out quite well for policyholders just like you until something goes wrong. I mean something that goes seriously wrong. For minor issues, the insurance companies make a profit by raising your premiums without a major payout. So the secret is still safe. What is the secret? Insurance companies may pay you when they want to. They don't have to. But there is no mention of this when signing a contract with them. They don't want to talk about the hidden agendas buried on the back or bottom pages of a purposely drawn out contract. When is the last time you took a highlighter and went through your insurance contract completely showing how you would be treated in case of a serious car accident? And when do most policyholders take a close look at this contract? when they can least afford it, when involved in a serious collision. Did the insurance company tell you when signing up that they don't pay full salaries if unable to work? Did they tell you they may decide to place you under surveillance? More importantly, did they tell you they can cut your benefits off at any time? What about them sending you to their doctor's they usually call this an independent medical exam, who are partial to find what they are paid to find. Nope, they didn't tell you these things. There is so much that employees should be told when their employer is also their insurance company. Making a decision whether to keep your money and go it alone may not be any worse than trusting your employer depending upon records to pay out insurance claims. Get the facts about employer benefit programs before you need them in order to make the best decisions for you. Being your best advocate before times of trouble can eliminate financial problems and emotional heartache just by knowing what to expect and making the best choices to keep you afloat as long as possible. Otherwise, finding out you are in a world of trouble after a car collision may be a long, hard road to recovery and financial struggles the likes you have never known. Who has the power to balance the scales of justice to ensure that insured and insured are treated fairly? Congress. Congress is the legislative body which deals directly in making decisions regarding ERISA employee benefit programs for employees. Insurance companies use the laws in whichever ways promote their interests. Individual insurance contracts are dealt with on the state level and have few consistencies between them. Most insurance commissioners in every state doesn't have the power to contest the international conglomerate insurance companies and usually cannot make a dent in the protections for insurance policyholders after mistreatment. 
As mentioned last week, this goes back to knowing that the average policyholder cannot afford to take on these huge corporations. How many cases have you heard where the policyholder, especially poor ones, win their cases in court, if they get that far? And what do they have to go through in order just to be heard? Far too many give up because the companies keep cases going for up to 10 years before its completion. And most people don't have the time or energy or resources to deal with that. Why hasn't Congress changed this? Could it be due to the vast amount of corporate money flying around their hands? Could it be that Wall Street owns so much of our country now that it has a stronghold on our democracy? Watching our 216 election process is interesting because it demonstrates those who think they own this country and those fighting against those beliefs. I personally believe Donald Trump's rise to the top has brought out the worst in some of our leaders, just as the election of President Obama. Some of those who feel they run this country think when they lose, they win. In other words, it does not deter them from conquering the rest of us. Yet when most insured stand up for the benefits they should receive, they expect you to bow down to them and forget the entire conversation. But will you? Or will you stand? The choice is entirely up to you. Our country was built upon people willing to take a stand for what they believed was right and just. And when most found something wasn't right, they stood up together for change. Today, Wall Street holds up a dangling carrot saying to Main Street, you can be one of us if you will just follow our ideas, actions, and don't make waves. Waves are the only way for true change, to move from unjust behaviors to fair play, something Main Street has been lacking for a long, long time. There is no way to allow premiums to be taken every month without having the right to be paid out if something goes wrong. Placing surveillance on policyholders in hopes of crushing them into compliance is another option used too frequently against those with enough pain and sorrow after a car accident. Policyholders cannot just fall to the wayside, unless, of course, the value of your life seems unimportant. Complacency does not move mountains. Knowledge, information, and tenacity to succeed can be the only option to make life better for all policyholders when faced with standing up against bad faith behaviors and tactics to make enormous insurance industry profits. Every policyholder should remember this key point when dealing with an insurance company. This also includes employers and any other form of insurance such as Social Security disability. Be your best advocate. You have to look out for your interests. Turning over the responsibility to anyone else after injury in a car accident can be problematic. Insurance companies do not always look out for you. Every person you speak to at an insurance company's facility speaks not for you, but for them. Insurance' goal may be to give out the least amount possible in order to save every penny for their bottom line. Some insurance companies may be hoping you make a mistake in order to cancel your claim or significantly limit their responsibility. 
Every word said will be recorded either by hand or electronically given your permission. And this is done for the purpose of reviewing claims and the contract between you. Therefore, state only the facts and do not go off on some tangent some insurance personnel might try to lead you on. Have questions ready to ask them when contacting that insurance company. Make sure questions are specific, such as, tell me the claim process, actions to be taken by them and yourself, ask how long it will take for them to process your claim, what's your responsibility, and how often they'll get back to you. What all your options are is also important. And yes, this is another endless list. This is why it's important to first go back and review your contract before contacting insurers. In this way, you'll know if they're saying everything you need to know or skipping over some things, and you'll be able to gauge just how well they will be treating you through the claim process. Hold them accountable for what they tell you. Be sure to get the person's name, job title, date and time, and the office they work out of, and also write down the main points of your discussion. You can use the 216 Car Accident Weekly Planner that's out on estraseattle.com's website to help keep your goals organized. Don't try to be polite and wait for them to give you a call back. This is a game that has delayed many policyholders from figuring out the insurer has no intention of treating them fairly. Therefore, if they say they'll get back to you in 24 to 48 hours, and that's always important to ask them, when will they be getting back to you? And if it takes 36, call them back and get an update. Stay up on your claim, because if you don't, who will? And another thing, many insurers know most policyholders don't have many resources, so they play what I call is the stalling game. Insurance companies that hold out as long as possible knowing you have reached the end of your rope, so to speak, or in other words, your desperation levels are peaking and that you will take any settlement amount they are willing to release in order for you to stop falling apart. No one can say what your actions should be in this situation. Some people take this lowball amount and move on. Others stick it out and wait until they survive the struggles and request a fair settlement. The key is to know what's best for you. And if an insurance company mistreats you, don't be ashamed, don't be silent. I guarantee you, if they've done this to you, you're not the first. Ending bullying of policyholders needs to be an action taken today. This will only happen when policyholders stand up together and say out loud and unashamed that it is time insurers be required to pay out insurance claims and not keep for themselves. Insured civil rights legislation enacted would do a lot in making the playing field fairer for policyholders. Any member of Congress who can close their eyes to the suffering far too many people involved in car collisions experience by waiting years for benefits or denied settlements and following the lead of insurance lobbyists is missing the reason many citizens sent them to Washington, D.C. Call Congress today and make a believer out of them about your car accident circumstances. The more they hear about it firsthand, protecting the insurance companies cannot continue. Dial 202-224-3121. Again, that's 202-224-3121. 
and you'll be connected to the appropriate office of your congressperson. Stay safe, well, and determined. Thanks for listening. Car Accident by Estra, the second edition, is available now. Go out to estraseattle.com. That's estraseattle.com. That's one word. Thank you.